and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Photography Bar podcast. I'm Mark, woo! And uh, thank you for the applause there. I don't normally get an applause for myself, but um, as, as usual, I'm, I'm here with Cam. How are you doing, Cam? You right? Very well, thank you. Very well, thank you. I have got an IPA on the go. You've got an IPA on the go? Fantastic, <laughs> right. fantastic. Are you not getting anything? Um, I just haven't had a chance to go to the bar, you know. I've had right. to set all this stuff okay, up we'll in the get bar. Something. They, they worked okay. me hard here, and <laughs> then they were like, well, you haven't done an intro for ages, so you, you, know, you need to do that. And uh, so I was like, okay, fine. I'm down with that, but I need to go and get myself a drink. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, you do that. I'm just going to make a well, start. Well, to be honest, it's okay. an app thing, isn't it? So I can just... Okay, order on the app. Or order on the app. Order on the app. Okay, guys, getting the best camera deals. Okay, that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, I remember going back many years ago when people used to say that, uh, oh, I need to buy a camera. Um, can you get me one at trade? <laughs> and yes. uh, those days have long gone now. Well, those days were long gone a long time ago. They were long gone a long time ago. Exactly, that's right, yeah. And um, it doesn't it doesn't exist now because obviously we all shop online for the best deals and companies like Camera World, Wex, and uh, the main camera retailers, they I guess um, now have to compete with all of those. You know, com- mm. everyone's competing with one another. Trade deals don't don't exist anymore. At least not that I'm aware of anyway. So where Mark, what would be your first point of call? If I said to you, Mark, um, if you said to me, right, Cam, I'm going out to buy the latest Canon. Uh, mirrorless, the R5 yeah. or the R6 or the R7. Yeah. I don't know which one it is. Uh, well, no, you're right. R5, <laughs> R6, you were right there. And then you right. Yep. And uh, well, you said to me, Cam, which which camera shall I get out the Canon? So, okay, Mark, go for the Canon R5. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The more expensive. One. What's the? Where, where would you go first? What what would what would you? Okay, I think my first port of call if I was going to buy some new gear would probably be something like the photography and the video show. Um, because there are tend to be deals there, uh, but also you have, you know, you have, you have people to talk to, and then also. But hang on, let me track. Let it. me track back there. The okay. photography and video show is not until September. Yeah, so, I would wait. Yeah, but what if you couldn't wait? <laughs> uh, okay. What if you couldn't wait? But I uh, okay. But no, then, no, 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 no. Because you can't always wait. So right you now, can. you said, you if you look, can. Cam, I need to. Uh, you know, my, my camera's. You know, um, it's it's gone over to actuations. It's getting unreliable. Um, I need to really have one. I need to have one for next weekend. What am I gonna, you know? What, what would you? I've no, got to get right, it. Okay. So, so if you needed to get it like today, you need to buy a camera now. Um. Well, I suppose you, you you go online, don't you? I mean, that that's that's the. The, the, the poor thing about it I mean I'd probably check the major retailers so London mm-hmm. Camera Exchange Wex um, uh, uh, Jessup's still online uh, see that's the other thing I don't even know if Jessup's still about mm. um, but uh, yeah I mean uh, when I bought cameras before I mean my first sort of pro camera was the Mark II I say pro they're technically a semi-pro isn't it but nevertheless a lot of pro cam photographers mm. were using it um you know, I, I went online and I found the best deal. And it was Jacobs that gave me the best deal because I got right. a free 580X flash gun with it, which, okay. which was quite good. Sarah, they were about three, four hundred quid at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so that's what I did. But I did a lot of trawling through. Mm. Um, you know, I stayed away from grey imports because I think they're more trouble than they're worth, especially if you're spending X amount of that sort of money. Okay, um, interesting. Yeah, because you've got no backup and, mm. you know, it's all right if it's like 500 quid less, but if yeah. you can't get it fixed anywhere, then you buy yeah. another camera and then you're £2,000 yeah. down, aren't you? <laughs> so. I, mean, I mean, I guess I tend to. So if I was going to go and buy like the, let's say, uh, the Nikon Z6 Mark II, which I'm, I've been thinking about. Really? 
Yes, yeah, so we won't go into <laughs> we won't go into into why and 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 and, and everything. And, but I think the first thing I would do is I would just type it in online, just Nikon Z2, and and see what comes up. I'd go to Amazon and I have a look. Okay, so I'm price yeah. comparing now. Then I'd get to Wix, go to Camera World. Now most of these places now are doing. Uh, for the Nikons, and I'm sure it's the same for Canons and everything, but the Nikons, it's the same price everywhere. So I think this, they're, mm. they're price fixed by by Nikon. Okay, mm. they they do their trade-in deals, they do their special offers. Like at the moment, they're doing up to three hundred and sixty pounds off uh, deals. Okay, so on the top end, you yeah. get three hundred sixty pounds or whatever it is. They do different deals for different models, but Nick. So it's always worth looking out for see what manufacturer deals are going on at that particular moment because they could be doing you know, £400 for your trade-in or something. And those mm. deals do exist. So I think camera manufacturers, and I'm only talking about Nikon here, because um, that's what I'm more familiar with, they do they do regularly have their manufacturer deals. So, so I look out for those, but I think generally prices are fixed, because I have been looking at the Z6 Mark II, and John Lewis, Wex, Camera World, I think at body only you've got it one eight nine one nine or something like that, whatever yeah. it is. But it's the same price everywhere. Yeah, I mean, generally that was the case. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I can't remember if I said this before on the podcast or not, so I'll say it again. And if I'm boring you, then I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, I used to work for Jessup's like when I was at uni and college, and that as you know, the, the wage wasn't great, but what you did get was good deals on things like secondhand cameras in particular. I mean. Uh, if you were buying one of their second-hand cameras, you almost got half price. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and also equipment. Anyway, um, but the, the, the thing that I learned pretty often with, with, with Jessup's was they didn't actually make any money on their new camera stock. Oh, right. Okay, that's interesting. So most of the time, they were selling these cameras less than trade price. And the reason I knew that was because your staff discount at Jessup's at the time was trade price. Right. So you would get... Whatever it is, you get the same price of whatever it is the company bought it for, allegedly. Okay. I mean, there may yeah. have been something going on, but I, I'm just going to take it as red as that. Sure. That's what it was. Um, so you would say, you were, I don't know, you were compact cameras, let's say, you know, or uh, you're looking for a, the, uh, an, EOS, an EOS camera that's about 700 quid or something yeah. like that. Um, generally, if it was 700 quid and you wanted to try and buy it on your staff discount, right. it would have been more. Right. So it's pointless. Yeah. It was pointless using your staff discount on things like that. Yes. Um, because mainly Jessup's were very much about selling the add-ons. So if I sold a camera to someone, yeah. they wouldn't make any money on it. However, what they wanted me to do was sell them a warranty or sell them extra rolls of film or right. okay. you know, yeah. the, the accessories, a filter. Because yeah. you know, Jessup's did their own skylight filter, so that yeah. was one. And, and it was you know good advice to have a filter yeah. on the lens. No, you know, it was good advice. Yeah. Um, but it just so happened Jessup sold their own, and you know, yeah. And that is actually what kept the business going. Right. You know, that's how they made the money because they were so busy trying to compete with. Um, well, when I first joined, it was big stores, right? Like Dixon's. Yeah. You know, because they had a bigger buying but so they were always trying to, you know, sort of compare with them on prices. I'm and then, you. as I carried on working for them, it then became the internet. Okay. And that's what you were you were sort of sort of fighting against, yeah. really. Um, so yeah, I mean, with trade, but I think there's always been an element of this sort of they're all really the same price. Yeah. Um, it's just some stores were selling them less than. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 trade, so. yeah and, I, and, and I think that's and I, as I said, I think that's changing because I was looking at um, places like DigiRev, DigiStore, yeah. you know, which I think is in Hong Kong. Right. Um, then you've got uh, other ones. I think there's Efinity. Now they are based abroad, but I think they've got 
some I think they've got place here as well right now they are cheaper yeah but not much cheaper right okay and I see I had no problems about buying from DigiRev or at least I would buy a lens. I would buy anything from DigiRev apart from the actual camera body. Right. Okay, lenses and stuff I'd buy. Not yeah. that I don't trust it from DigiRev, it's because they're grey imports. Yeah. And for people that don't know what grey imports are, is that they're not, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Mark, if you explain it well, they, 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 they don't have or necessarily have the same manufacturer warranty here in the UK. Yeah, it's not valid in the UK, generally. Yeah. It's not, because you, I mean, I think, um, I mean, we did speak about this probably about a year ago, didn't yeah, we, about yeah. grey imports. And I think, yeah, I think it's things like the warranty, if, if it's from Asia, then it's an Asian warranty. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. if something goes wrong, this doesn't cover accidental, because warranties don't generally, yeah. it, and it's normally for one year, but, you know, it, it, if it just broke, yeah, um, then, it's, um, then, then it's covered. But yeah. if it's bought, Imported from Asia, then the warranty only covers Asia. So if you're living in the UK, it's not covered. So. But uh, that doesn't, that's not the case for all grey imports. No, no, no. A lot of grey imports are, are perfectly fine yeah, and they have got that same warranty. Now, with, I was saying about DigiRev and, and buying from somebody like that, who I think are perfectly okay. Whenever I've bought from them, it's always been good. I've yeah. had no issues there. That's good. I've not bought from Efinity. Um, and there are other ones as well. Mm. Okay, um, and, I, and and reading online has been good and bad experiences. As there is with most. As there is with most yeah. things. That's right. Yeah, but I but I suppose it comes down to warranty. Now, one thing I know, John Lewis, they always used to have a year longer warranty than anyone else. Oh right. So okay. John Lewis was always a good company yeah. to buy from. But yeah. you wouldn't think of going to John Lewis necessarily, thinking I've got to go to a pro camera dealer. Nah. Yeah. But yeah. I I would pay the extra for a camera body. To buy from Wex, Colour World, Bristol cameras, Park cameras here in the UK, for peace of mind, because they're all pr pricing those cameras at the same the same price anyway. Yeah. Okay. It's just second-hand equipment that really you'd, you'd perhaps get better deals from. Yeah. So I think the answer to it is here in the UK is it's worth buying from a reputable dealer, UK dealer, especially if you're thinking that I'm going to buy this, but I know at some point I'm going to do a trade-in. So a lot of us, like myself, will buy equipment and keep it for two, three years and then trade in. <laughs> Now, if you've got grey import, then you may have a problem with the grey import and trading that in. Yeah. If you are a camera user who you know that you're going to buy your camera and the chance are you're going to keep it for the next 10 years, then grey import is absolutely fine because you know you've got no intention of, 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 mm. of trading in. However, in this day and age when technology is moving so fast, the temptation to trade in is so much more than ever before. Well, I guess. I mean, I've had my cameras for quite a while. I don't tend to trade mine in. Mm. Um, I, to be honest, I do the same with my cars as well. I just drive them until mm. I desperately need a new one. And the thing is, there's a lot to be <laughs> said. They're for, worth nothing. Yeah, I mean, there's um, a lot to be said for that because you've had the value out of yeah, that as much yeah, as yeah. you can. Plus, they, I mean, and again, we spoke this. I know there's a big sort of push now to go mirrorless, but my mm. digital SLRs do what they want me to do, or I want them to do. You know what I mean? So. Well, the, I don't have any clamour to change. No, and the benefit of the DSLR is the DSLR will do everything. Yeah. The mirrorless doesn't do everything. At the moment. Right? Yeah. So we know that there's issues yeah. with the mirrorless from that point of view. But generally, though, first point, of, uh, you know, uh, at least if I'm buying something here in the UK, sorry, being here in the UK, if I'm going to buy something, I would, put, for peace of mind, I want to go to uh, a reputable dealer yeah. here in the UK. Yeah. Um, as I said, they're all offering everything at, at the same price. You do ask around say, um, I've spoken to you know other photographers and they've said, um, oh yeah, I bought uh, whatever camera it was. I got it for such and such. You know, Bristol cameras are doing a deal, and you go to have a look, and yeah, you'll see that camera is the same price everywhere else. 
Um, and yeah, you're right. Waiting until the photography show can be really beneficial. I've done that. Mm. In fact, I've got a list of things that I, I need to yeah. actually get that I'm actually waiting until September. Mm. If I feel that I need to get it much more urgently, then yes, I will get yeah. it. I am keeping a price uh, an eye on, on deals and things. But but you know, the, the whole thing about trying to get the best deal or to get something at a really good price is, is much harder now than ever before. And remember, I think prices are going to go up because... Um, you know, because of COVID, there's going to be delays. There already are delays in products, manufacturing, circuit boards, all of that. Well, there is a certain thing about circuit boards. I mean, yeah. I've been trying for the past year to get some more memory for my uh, for my Mac. Um, sold out. Yeah. Everywhere, it, like that. I use it's, it's crucial. Um, Crucial.com. They they they're the ones who do all the. It's not even you know. It's not even specifically Apple. It's just there is none. Same reason why you can't buy a PlayStation Five or an Xbox X, an X series at the moment, because yeah. this computer chip isn't there. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, but be prepared. Prices, I think, will go up. Mm. Um, so maybe if you are going to buy a camera, maybe now is a good time to do it. And to talk saying that, I have just recently, in fact, only last week, I um, sent off um, my old. Say old, the Canon C100 Mark II kit, oh, yeah. in fantastic condition. It's gone off to a uh, one of the uh, UK um, second-hand dealers or used trade de- dealers, and they're giving me a price on it. They already gave me a great, good price online, mm. and it'd be good if I can get that price. I'd be happy with it. The equipment is good, well looked after, everything. Um, and I'm waiting Hang for on, them. This is your kit. This is my kit. It was well looked after. Uh, are you yeah. sure? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was well. You know, it was well looked after. <laughs> and uh, so. Uh, and along with that C100, away went the 85mm, 50mm, and I think it was a 24 to 105 lens, all in really yeah. good condition. Once that comes back, I'm going to see what I'm going to do with the money because uh, I am seriously thinking about the Z2. Um, and it's the same price everywhere at the moment. But um, so, yeah, so it was just useful to see how, you know, what, how, we, how we get cameras and, and what the best deals are and everything. I mean, I think generally I tend to plan it. If I know I'm going to buy something big, like a new camera body, yeah. then I'd probably earmark the photo show. That's where I'm going to do it. Exactly, and, yeah. and you plan that. So, yeah. you know, I yeah. will think about getting a new camera probably maybe six months before I need to get a new camera because I'm planning to see it's a photography show. Yeah, because, you know, the photography show, places like that, they're the only places now where you go and they'll say, okay, if you buy it now, you get a free, you get an additional SD card. Yeah. Or you, or, they or, give you something, don't they? Or a flash, or or a flash something, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But you don't get that in shops anymore. No, because they rem- can't afford it. I remember what I used to go to, what was Calumet, and before that, I think it was Keith Johnson, wasn't it, or something? It was KP, whatever it was. Yeah. And they used to do your deals. They used yeah, to say, okay, well, look, if you buy that, I'll tell you what, we'll throw this in and we'll throw that in as well. Yeah. We can do this, we can do that. Those days have gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess mainly because maybe cameras are bottom price. It's, it's the lowest price that dealers well, can actually do now. If, if you think you about said, what I was saying when I was working Jessup's, for Jessup's, yeah, exactly. the trade price there, and even if there was some jiggery-pokery with the trade price for staff, mm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. But nevertheless... It's about the trade price, and if they're selling, yeah. they're not making money from the cameras. Yeah. And I suggest, in a lot of cases, that's still still the same. Yeah. Now, I want to just um, move on and uh, to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which I think is something that's quite important for all photographers and videographers out here uh, listening. And I find myself saying uh, a lot of the time that I spoke to a photographer the other day. I've spoken to a photographer today, and whatever, and. I found out, particularly in the last year, I've got to know got to know a lot of photographers, not just through the podcast, um, but through other networking, um, and having joined Jeff Brown, Jeff Brown's 
photo mentoring group. Um, I've been introduced to a lot of people there, people like Anne Thomas, uh, Marcus, um, Sonny, I'm trying to remember their names now, a lot of guys. And and getting in touch with, having got in touch with them, they're really, they're really good people to bounce ideas off, just find out what people are doing, that type of thing. Um, and again, um, finding out where, where people are getting the best camera deals and things. Now, for year, I don't know about you, Mark, but but like I know you, I know a ha- I knew a handful of photographers that I could call on, and you know, if, or if I needed something. But none of them were local because local photographers are always seen as competition, mm. not in a bad way. But I think there was always this. There's always been this sort of I don't know this oh, it's a competition. So you know, don't really need to get to know those people. But I think networking now for photographers is more than important than ever before, and for a number of reasons. One I think is that, you know, we work now in a society where people are working far more independently than ever before. So they spend a lot of time on their own now. And I think being around other people can be a good thing. Mm. Not necessarily all the time, but if you've got a day, a couple of days, two or three days a week or something where you're on your own. And then other times you're, you're mixing with other people and, 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 and getting ideas and learning off those people uh, and using each other, uh, you know, for... for to help you out as it were like let's say you're a wedding photographer and you know you you you, be, you you get ill or something stopping you from doing a wedding on on a wedding you know on a particular wedding day have you got somebody you can call on have you got somebody you can rely on you know or are you so isolated that you don't know any other photographers that mm-hmm. you just you are purely on your own and your only social interaction during the day is if you go out to a coffee shop or something or go mm-hmm. to you know mcdonald's to go and get your lunch or something because that is the case for a lot of people. They don't see other people other than perhaps when they are out on a shoot. Even then, they're working on their own. So it can be quite a lonely sort of existence uh, for a lot of people. And I know some people found lockdown can extremely hard just you know, for that reason. A lot of photographers, they had no work last year. They didn't have other photographers that they knew that they could actually talk to. And I came across somebody last week. In fact, I met with him. He was in that situation last week. Uh, who was in that situation last year and I, I met with him um, you know last week and we were having a chat and I wanted to talk about the importance of that is that if you are a photographer and you're on your own is go out and start introducing yourself to other photographers or join, join some social media um, I say join social media join social as much media. as fans we are on social media mm. but join some groups and start actually meeting people don't just go on and just become sort of a keyboard uh, buddies I like that, aren't you? Keyboard, keyboard buddies. buddies. Yeah, keyboard okay. buddies. Okay, don't just become keyboard buddies, but um, arrange to meet up. Try and contact people that you know that hey, you know what I might be able to help this person out, or this person might be able to help me out. Um, I don't know whether you do. I know Mark. We you know yeah. we're together a lot, and, yeah. and, and we've got this network of photographers now that we know for, for photography. I think between us, we know quite. We a know few a now. lot now, yeah. and 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 I'm tapping into those people yeah. more so as well. But. What about before COVID? Did, did you did you know many photographers? Did you were you active in anything like that at all? Um, yes, I mean I think um, it's a strange one because obviously before I became self-employed, I was working for Venture, and um, a lot of the Venture photographers that left, some of them moved on to doing something else, but some of them, but some of them moved on to be photographers, but some of them moved on because they they wanted to do something completely different. So you, t- you, can't, you tend to lose touch. Um, I think through the different people I work f- for, because I do freelance a lot of stuff as well as my own stuff, um, I've got to know quite a few different groups that way anyway. 
Um, it's, it's kind of weird when I go to the photo show. Uh, I know we've spoken about that before, but sorry, the photography and the videography show. Yeah, sorry, yeah, get it right. I'm going to get into trouble. Um, um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it tends to be that I will bump into quite a few people that I know. I'm sure, I know we bumped into each yeah, other. Yeah, that's right, yeah, we have, yeah. No yeah. planning of going down together, yeah. it's just we, we bumped in. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I feel quite lucky that, you know, I know quite a few wedding photographers, um, and which span quite a good area of the country as well, because mm. I know some quite Midlands and Northern Midlands, and I know some down here. Yeah. Um, so there's a good sort of range and spread mm. um, family portrait photographers I mean I don't know too many I know some mm. I know some um, but then uh, I guess unlike wedding photography it's not as immediate you know yeah. if you if you have to if, you, if you're ill and yeah, you, you can't do a photography shoot, shoot right, like yeah. in your studio it's yeah. not the best you would yeah. rather that not happen of course of course yeah um, but I think I'd rather shoot it another day than get someone else to shoot of it in my studio, would. perhaps. Yeah. Um, but um, with a wedding, it's kind of like, no, you, you need to cover it. As, you know, try and put out all the stops, really, if you can. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, I think knowing wedding photographers in particular, it's, it's really good yeah. to have that. But there's so many now, but there's so many op- opportunities more than ever before because there are so many social media groups. But as, as I said, don't just limit it to social media. Just try and you know, uh, to try and actually meet with people. And hey, contact us at the photography bar mm. if you are a photographer. And yeah, we need some keyboard buddies. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, but if you're on your own and you find that you spend a lot of time on your own, it might well be that you're struggling because of COVID, because maybe you just don't have much work, or you um, you know your work's on hold, or you're just struggling mm. mentally, or you do feel on your own. Um, then give us a shout we're more than happy to have a chat with you uh, you can network with us and introduce mm. yourselves to us because you know that's I think it's important to to know that there are people out there yeah. that, that are, are willing to sort of sort of say let's not be a closed group of people let's not it, let's not isolate ourselves too much and just think hey I work on my own and you know, uh, let's not be like that. But mm. please drop us a line and don't don't be afraid to do that. We will definitely get in touch with you. Um, you know, and and come back to you on that. I mean, when it comes to networking as well, it really depends on what your end goals are. I mean, we just discussed about having backup for yeah. weddings and things like that. But you know what? Social media platforms are brilliant for bouncing ideas um, with yeah. other photographers. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. whether it's a group that I mean, I did the pro eat pro edu one of the tutorials. Right. And actually, when you buy that, you have then access to their Facebook group, and there's loads right. of people. I mean, I'm again not yeah. particularly good at piping up, but yeah. there's you know you can bounce off even if you're just reading stuff what other conversations are having actually you then learn stuff and, and quite often you go oh yes I was wondering about that oh well I don't even, you know so it's, it's, it's very good um, yeah I th- network generally. yeah and, and there's so loads of these groups around there are that's right yeah okay let's move on to uh, photography now because yes. as I look out of um, the window as those people just sit down with their drinks over yeah. there yeah right okay now you can see the sun Bright sunshine coming through the window. Yeah, uh, it looks lovely out there. Um, lovely. The weather's been warm. It's been great. It's definitely cold beer weather. Yes. Um, but changing it to photography because we are to a, a photography bar. Um, shooting in harsh sunlight. Yeah. A lot of people have problems with this. It's tricky. It is tricky. It is tricky. Okay. So, Mark, 
Tell me what you do. Okay, well, I suppose it depends on what we're talking And then I'll tell about. you the right way, Mark. Ah, you think so, <laughs> do you? Okay, so, um, okay, let's, let's talk about it in, in the form of a wedding. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not scared of shooting into the sun. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite happy to have the bride and groom with the sun behind them. Okay. Um, because I know that if I use a flash or a uh, reflector, although it does tend to be a flash, Mm. Um, I know I can balance the light in such a way that I've got enough light hitting them so you can see them in the face but yet you get this beautiful sort of rim light from yeah. what, the sun, yeah. what the sun can give you um, so I don't have any quibbles with shooting into the light like that in fact yeah. I think if it is a harsh harsh sunlight so blue sky I mean everyone goes oh yeah that's what you want don't you for a wedding it's beautiful blue sky oh, God, blah, yeah, blah, blah, exactly, blah 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 yeah. yeah maybe for actually I like a little bit of cloud because it adds yeah, a drama dry, to a dry the, dull day is yeah. what we always say yeah. well yeah absolutely I mean for if you want complete cloud coverage um, it's actually miles easier to light your clients without a doubt but actually I like I think my favourite is blue sky with some cloud in there yeah. because then you add a bit of drama to the sky yeah. and it's always good to get that yeah um but yeah, so I, I will make sh- if, if you're got if you've got that kind of um, that kind of sunlight going on, um, you don't want the clients facing the sun hmm. because all they're going to do is squint at you because yeah. they've got this the biggest possible light well the biggest hmm. ever light source that we have on this planet yeah. is the sun yeah. and you're getting your clients to stare at it yeah. it's it's not great yeah. so uh, yeah I will make sure that they'll have their backs to the sun and a lot of guests will go no that's not the way you should do yeah. it no no it is um, but uh, yeah make sure you can reflect in that light back mm. whether it's like I say reflector or, or a flash gun yeah um, also another tip kind of, I know it's difficult with the group shot because you kind of want more of a depth of field but lowering the aperture actually reduces your contrast um, yes. yes so um, you know if you don't shoot at f16 yeah that's <laughs> you right know, shoot at like f4.5 or 5.6 something like that yeah and and that'll be a better yeah it's, it's you know levels but it, it it does help and you only want to be shooting at those high apertures if you if you need sharpness well as yeah, yeah. I mean, sharpness is, is more depth of field than, that's right, than yeah. pin sharpness of course yeah that's right yeah you should be fine at I mean, five point six depends on the size of the group. Mm. If you've got a big group, then maybe f eight, f eleven. Mm. But I wouldn't go any higher than that if it's yeah. a real high. But if you do, but if so you do, tell me how, tell yeah. me how to do it. Okay, well, actually, count. let's do it. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay, right, okay. Here comes the masterclass. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's say that. Um, I mean, I, I had to do a picture of a building a couple of weeks ago. To go out on a weekend to do it on a Sunday, oh. no, it's bank holiday Monday. To oh, go do it. no, a few weeks ago, okay. <laughs> oh, and the only reason why I had to do that was because it was the only time there were going to be no cars yeah. parked in front of the building. Yeah, yeah. It's a big company, and there's always cars parked there, and there was no way that they were going to get people to move their cars yeah. for me on a weekday. So I went, went along and did it, and um, and it was bathed in sunlight but unfortunately where it was bathed in sunlight it was bathed in sunlight and where it was dark and the shadows it was really dark, dark. and they had this um, entrance that sort of comes over top like almost like a canopy oh, yeah, and yeah. it was a dark underneath Yeah. and um, and I've got to be honest I weren't paying a huge amount for it but um, you want to do a good job though it doesn't matter still, does it? Yeah, yeah exactly so I knew that I was you know I, I knew that I was going to have to light it and, and or do something with it so basically what I did was I used um, fit in flash with mm. it. It's bright sunlight. And uh, this was on uh, Nikon DSLR. I did this one and with uh, one of the speed lights. Now, I think if we, 
if you know, a lot of photographers will say, oh, I don't like using flash. Mm. Was, this off, shoot, was this off shoot flash you were doing? On a, no, no, it was on. Oh, on. Yeah, right. Okay. okay. So it was, um, a lot of people say, I don't like using flash. You know, I want to keep everything natural. And mm -hmm. I think it comes down to the fact that really is that flash, knowing how to use flash and using it correctly makes your pictures look really natural. Yeah. Okay. And there's a way of using flash and, and everyone should learn how to use flash filling flash um, as we say so when you've got harsh sunlight you can still use your flash outside um, particular buildings and it lit the underneath there, the canopy up oh, did it? that was something I oh, did cool. shoot in raw because I was able to pull it out that much yeah, more yeah, yeah. and it just looked even all the way across and all the shots that I did without flash just looked light and shade there was yeah. harsh sunlight yeah. and and that's how a lot of people would have shot it and that's what it was like you know and, and actual fact the company also the company did actually say as everyone says or oh, can you take it on a nice bright sunny day <laughs> yeah. now it did look I, I was thinking now i'm going to do it on a dull day and then i'll retain all this detail but mm. when this when it was bathed in sunlight with filling flash it looked, looked good, really yeah. good okay yeah. because it was blue sky as well yeah didn't need to put anything in in the blue sky Apart from the fact there was some dust on my camera sensor, okay, oh, which yeah. showed because they were shot at 1622. Ah, so once yeah, you go yeah. to higher apertures, yeah. you start to see the dust on your sensor, which you could see in the sky. So it took a bit of editing from that point of view. Not long, but there were more dust spots, shall we say, than I would have liked. I know. So you went to so that high on the aperture, obviously. You, yeah, was because it was a long building. Right. Okay, I, it wasn't, it, I did so do a face-on no shot. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was at one end of the building shooting all the way down. And it was a long, it was a, it was a big building, long and narrow. So I had to use maximum depth of field, really, yeah. or you know, quite a high aperture to get that front to back, all, all, yeah. all sort of pinch up. You, well, I suppose you, you could have done stacking, maybe. I could have done, but yeah. it, the job didn't warrant that because yeah. yeah. I, I could do it at camera. It was fine it was yeah. to do it at camera stage. It was, yeah. it was fine. Now, when it comes to shooting people outside, and again, weddings, Mark, you spoke about this. Mm. Again, this is where filling flash is, is really valuable. Because yeah. if you don't have the luxury of moving them to your preferred light source, which is either behind the sun or, as Mark said, you don't want to stand right in front of the sun, sometimes you don't have the option. Um, the problem doing that sometimes is you get this harsh shadow and you see the shadow of the nose going across the face. Yeah, and, yeah. and this is where filling flash can be an absolute lifesaver particularly if you're just doing pictures of just the bride and groom only and you're taking the two of them off and sometimes you're in the middle of a field and you've got nowhere else to go there is no shade no. right whichever way you turn them it's it, the, the, the sun is not helping you and because at the end of the day the bride and groom just want a good photo of themselves looking at the camera being happy yes you can do all your arty stuff but you've still got to get the standard yeah absolutely you know um uh, i'll come what the what's expected of you yeah what's expected of you okay the the the, the photo that nan's going to want to put on the sideboard yes you know and uh and, and she's going to ask why it was shot at an angle why part of the head's been cut to cut off and why the sun is coming right at you because it's art mm. say the bride and groom to the to, you know to their nan and nan doesn't get it you know she just wants that happy photo not just nan's she? by the way not just nan's by the way yeah so fitting flash is is crucial um when you're shooting people or, the, or knowing when to use spinning flash but it's just the same as whatever subject that you're shooting if you used to do products I had to do some uh, photos for um, airplane food going back a while ago mm. and it had to be done outside um, because this is just the way the client wanted it right. um, and it was on a day when it was sunny and it was a it was a nightmare because I ended up blocking most of the light off anyway mm. um, through big cards through big reflectors and it, yeah. it blocked off most of the sun but just diffusing that light. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's knowing what to do in light, but I think filling flash and using reflectors 
uh, should be the first, you know, you should start looking into mm. how to use those. Get a reflector, start bouncing light off, off different light sources, see what it does, and then, and buy a decent flash gun, don't buy cheap. No, um, no, no, no. The Nikon speed lights, the Canon speed lights, I'm not yeah. using the Canon speed lights, the Nikon speed lights are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. SB, SB700 has been my flash gun of choice for many, many years. Um, and the, uh, the, is it the 580 EX. Right, okay. Really good. From the Canon ones. Yeah. And then you've got Godox, you've got so many makes now, Pro Photo, I think, yeah. um, you know, that are compatible with all these makes. So I think from that point of view, um, there's so many options out there. Of being able to shoot good pictures in the sun and of course you can get the dramatic stuff can't you the golden hour light you yeah. know the sun coming straight into the camera and that's what you want you want to capture those that's what's going to set you yeah apart from yeah the rest basically. exactly that's right um and yeah i mean just having it just even if right if you're if, if you're shooting a wedding and, and you're not confident with that kind of stuff there's no reason why take the stuff that you are confident with and then just give it a go. You could even explain to the client, you know what, I was trying this the other day and I want to try it on you guys. It may not work, but yeah. if it does work, because then you've, you've got everything else. That's right, yes. I do that in the studio yeah. all the time. I go, yeah. you know what, I've got all the stuff, it's really cool, we've got a bit of time, can I try this? It may yeah. not work, but if it does, you're gonna love it. That's you right, know? Yeah. And, and therefore, you, you, you're covering yourself in all the ways that you It's need experimenting to. and learning, and I think that's the thing to do, is make sure, as you just said, Mark, is get those safe shots in. Yeah. Get the ones that you know that, yes, yeah. you've got the, the, you've shot some great stuff, you've covered yourself, the client's gonna be really happy, and then, play about with everything mm. um, as well but for those of you that, that haven't looked at um, you know I, I know that on-camera flash has got has got better than ever before and some mm. of them aren't bad actually mm. I mean I would never use in-camera flash which is why the, the, oh you mean the pop-up ones the pop-up ones yeah no, sorry two directional yeah that's right yeah but some of them now aren't bad but there's a lot of photographers that do actually think the pop-up flash is the only option but it's not it's it's out of flash it's probably the worst option that you've got I'd you've say. got dedicated flash units there um, but please don't be one of those photographers that says oh, I never use flash I don't like using flash flash doesn't give me it's not natural or anything um, it's an essential part of any high quality photographer's skill mm. um, and kit yeah um, you know and so. I think uh, I mean uh, I suppose being au okay fait with the studio, um, it helps help understanding how light works. Yeah, and, yeah. and what you're doing, that that little bit of theory, then really does clear a few things up for you. Because if you know it, yeah, then it does give you the the confidence to sort of run with it and, and mm. carry on with what you're doing. The other thing that's good, and that's more and more photographers have been using them, and I've I've started using them as well now. I've been using them for a while. The LED lights, yes, that you can take out, yep. put on a tripod, put a softbox on. Um, you know, or a reflector of some sort, yeah. and the great thing about them is that they're battery powered. Yeah. Um, and well, so are flash guns, to be fair. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about LEDs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm talking about the I'm LED just lights. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they give you. Oh yeah. Oh, are they? I didn't realize that. Yeah. I plugged my flash unit in. Yeah, right? do the yeah. plug in. Yeah. Yeah. Extension cable. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the LED lights now that you can buy are brilliant. You take those out, you daylight or in the evening, you get some stunning results. Yeah. Um, uh, with that as well and they're so easy and so light as well reasonably indestructible too. Uh, uh, yeah that's um, right yeah and you can buy and there's some to be they're real bargains some of them yeah um, I know Niwa do a really good range of 
plasticky lights, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but then you've got um, the other ones. I can't remember what they're called now. It's gone off the off, off my head now. The round ones, the round LED lights. Oh, I know what you mean, but yeah, I got a know. red sort of logo. Yeah. I prefer the square ones shares. personally yeah. with, the, with the barn doors. But. Yeah, but there's, but there's so many options now out there. But flash is crucial. But start looking at some of these LED lights as well. I, I'm not a particular fan of when those LED LED lights are used. At night, you see a lot of wedding photographers use it, and they try and get the dramatic shot of the building and everything with the bottom. Some of them work, but some look a bit too, too, um, too fake, shall we say? Yeah. For my liking, that is. Some people love it. And I, mean, I like them for rim lights. So actually, if I'm, uh, yeah. I, I, um, I, to be honest, it tends to be when I've got a videographer who's got them. I can just borrow them. You just yeah, that's right. Because yeah. I've got my flash. So what I like to do is use those as rim lights, and then use my flash as the main light and. Well, in actual yeah, fact, that's where I really, really learned cool. and saw the value of them. When I saw them yeah. being used for video, I thought, actually, you know what? these are great. You do his first dance yeah. with the bride and groom, and the videographer puts yeah. the LED line. Because and you think, wow, unless you're incredible. doing an Asian wedding, yeah. the first dance stage where it's normally yeah, a massive deal. You probably noticed this, right? Between yeah. Asian weddings and white weddings, yeah. the DJ setup is ridiculously different. Oh, of course. So, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so with an Asian wedding, you have big screens and spotlights and strobes and yeah, smoke right. machines yeah. and all this crazy stuff. And it looks great. The lighting yeah. is great. White weddings, however, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or sorry, Western weddings is yeah. probably the better term. Um, you know, it just tends to be uh, John from down the road with his with his um, it does with his decks. With yeah, a the Asian weddings lights. they really go to town on the DJ. I tell you what, you've not seen a wedding DJ if you haven't seen a, an Asian wedding DJ. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I digress. Yes, yeah. those those LED lights, yes. for, especially for a Western wedding, yeah. when it's quite dark, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, because you say to those DJs, "Can you put some light on?" and, what, and they'll do it. They, go, they, they they love it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Whereas John will go, it, well, uh, well, they're on, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that's right, yeah. And uh, again, yeah, you get the Asian DJs, we'll get the crowd involved as well. Oh, you know, they, they love their it, lighting rigs are amazing. Uh, right, yeah. So if any of you haven't shot an Asian wedding before, and you're in for a treat when it, particularly yeah. when it comes to the first dance and reception because some of the images that you're going to get, the lighting yeah, is absolutely fantastic. incredible. But uh, yeah. we're digressing there. We so. are, we are. Good stuff. Okay, Mark, let's uh, close up for another day. Yes, I believe so. I hope and you all enjoyed it. But I'll yes. tell you what, uh, before I go through my usual spiel, I just want to say... Yeah, we want some. I think this is a thing, Cam. Keyboard buddies. Yes. Yeah, I think I think we need to probably like get, get out of our caves and actually um, do some social media posts on this one. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, uh, probably best to email us, I'd say, or put comments on the episodes, direct messaging on us Facebook. Um, we, yeah, we're not we're not as good at that. So you know, we uh, we go on about how good social media groups are and all that's yeah. a great way to get in touch with people. But honestly, we are. <laughs> Let's say we're crap at social media. <laughs> Look, we don't like it. I yeah. mean, although this is social media, isn't it? The podcast, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, it, it, it's a starting yeah. point. But any comments on, the, on, on any posts, we, we, we do see those. We do um, see those. But yeah. please, if you, if, you, if you would like some advice, you'd like a reply or something, yeah. always email us yeah. because we will always uh, reply back to yeah, you. And will. it's chat at thephotographyyoubar.co.uk. Oh, yeah, it's all on our website as well. Good stuff, guys. Uh, we shall so see you. I will do my, now. I'll do my usual. Spiel. Okay, yeah. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, look forward to speaking to you guys next time. Um, if you haven't already, it's your first time listening to our podcast. Where have you been? Uh, but yeah, you can subscribe to us on all the major podcast um, selling people or giving away free people. Um, so that's Apple, Spotify, um, Amazon Music. 
Um, and also our website. All, all our episodes are put onto our website as well. Um, so please do give us um, yeah, a like and a subscribe. And that five-star review. We love our five-star reviews. So anything less um, is, is, is not good enough, quite frankly. Anyway, I'm rabbiting on now and I need to get another drink. Thank you. So, yep. I'm going to go and get an Estrella. Thank you, guys. Right. Take it easy.